Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The burden of Senator Manchin's bill will fall on everyone. Republicans unleashing their fury against Democrats all over passage of a multi-billion dollar bill, which they promise will hurt Democrats in the midterms. Another busload of migrants arrives here in New York City, minus those who bailed out early, fearful of crime in the Big Apple. The former head of the counterterrorism unit for the NYPD tells the Cats Roundtable, New York's bail reform laws advocate for criminals and has set enforcement back a decade. A video of House Speaker Pelosi goes viral after she said, well, in Taiwan, she feels connected to China as a child because if she dug a hole deep enough, she'd reach China. A widow of slain Philadelphia police officer blames progressive policies of D.A. Larry Krasner for her husband's death. Republicans Sunday heaped scorn on Democrats for passing a multi-billion dollar economic package, warning it would come back to haunt them in the November midterms. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel said in a statement, Democrats will pay the price in November for raising taxes on families during a recession. Senator Marsha Blackburn, the Republican out of Tennessee, likewise admonished Democrats for passing a bill during a recession and when inflation is at a 41-year high. Senator Joseph Kennedy, the Republican out of Louisiana, called raising taxes during both a recession and inflation a special kind of stupid. As a result of Senator Manchin's bill, and I hope I'm wrong in this, but I predict that uh, Joeflation, as some people call it, uh, will now refer to Joe Manchin, not President Biden. In a statement, Senator Ted Cruz, the Republican out of Texas, likened the bill to a giveaway to the Democrats' radical leftist base at the expense of middle-class Americans. Cruz said the Schumer-Mansion bill will drive up inflation and prices, hammer small businesses and American manufacturing, increase the price of gas, raise taxes on Americans, including those who make less than $400,000 a year. Another busload of migrants from the Texas border states has arrived here in the Big Apple. However, the vast majority had bailed before arriving, fearing crime in Manhattan. New York City Mayor Eric Adams was actually on hand Sunday as migrants were offloaded, surprised to learn that many had already bailed due to their fear of crime in the city. He also blasted Texas Governor Greg Abbott. This is horrific when you think about uh, what uh, the governor uh, is doing, the governor of Texas, uh, after a month of traveling across the border, placing on the bus with no direction to come here uh, to New York. 
The mayor suggested that the most likely reason was because of the fear that something was going to happen to them if they came to this location. People got off earlier. Major crime has skyrocketed this year, soaring nearly 40 percent compared to 2021. According to NYPD stats, these buses all part of Texas Governor Abbott's effort to push migrants into Democratic regions of the country to ease what he says is a Lone Star State's crisis caused by the Biden administration's open border policies. A former top NYPD official blasting bail reform in New York, ex-Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism, John Miller blasted the state's bail reform measures as an ideology over common sense, saying the laws were pushed by advocates for people who commit crimes adding they set us back a decade by dropping an atom bomb on the criminal justice system when enacted back in 2019. Miller was on the Cats Roundtable with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. The greatest threat to the safety of New Yorkers today is violent crime, and that's something we saw at its very lowest in 2018, and then they passed uh, 2018 and 2019. Then they passed the, the legislation out of Albany, And then you saw crime start to climb, and uh, it really set us back a decade. A video of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi during her trip to Taiwan went viral over the weekend. Pelosi said she has always felt connected to China because she was told as a child that if she dug a hole deep enough, she would reach the Asian country on the other side of the world. It's not immediately clear whether Pelosi was joking as her visit heightened tensions and prompted China to conduct military drills in the Taiwan Strait. When I was a little girl, I was told at the beach, if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. So we've always felt a connection there. China said it is suspending dialogue with the U.S. on issues from climate change to military relations and anti-drug efforts in retaliation for Pelosi's visit. The widow of a slain Philadelphia police officer had a message for liberal mega-donor George Soros on Thursday after he defended far-left DAs and their policies, including those of Pennsylvania District Attorney Larry Krasner, who she blames for her husband's murder. Sergeant James O'Connor, 23-year veteran of the force, killed in the line of duty while serving an arrest warrant in March of 2020. The prosecutors in the case described the alleged killers as dangerous drug dealers with extensive rap sheets, but out on the streets. O'Connor's widow is Terry O'Connor. Here she is speaking on Fox News. They were let out of jail repeatedly, repeatedly because of our district attorney and his lenient policies. If those males were locked up and kept where they're supposed to be, my husband would still be here today. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a heat advisor until 8 p.m. Tuesday. Mostly sunny today. Our highs 87, winds to 14 miles per hour. A slight chance of a shower thunderstorm mid to late afternoon. Partly cloudy overnight. The low 78, light winds. 20% chance of a shower thunderstorm until about 3 a.m. 40% chance of rain tomorrow. Sunny, though, the high 90, the heat index is high as 95. Right now we have 79 degrees, clear skies in the Big Apple. President Joe Biden was allowed to leave the White House Sunday for the first time following two COVID-19 diagnoses. He reunited with First Lady Jill Biden in their home state of Delaware. Biden originally tested positive July 21st and again on the 30th. Last week he spoke after testing positive a second time. Hey folks, Joe Biden here. Tested positive this morning. We've been working from home for the next couple of days. Uh, and the film fine. Everything's good. But the uh, command and I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> 
The Bidens scheduled to visit Kentucky today to review flood damage and meet with families affected by the flooding. There are at least 37 people have died following eight days of massive flooding caused by heavy rains in eastern Kentucky. More now on the Inflation Reduction Act. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders blasted Democrats' massive climate and health care bill Saturday evening, calling it the $740 billion so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Sanders had torn into the proposal brokered by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Joe Manchin. It would invest millions in green energy, lower some prescription drug prices, and impose a 15% minimum tax on large corporations. I want to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that we are debating uh, this evening. And I say so-called, by the way, because according to the CBO and other economic organizations who have studied this bill, it will, in fact, have a minimal impact on inflation. Both Democrats and Republicans rejected Sanders' amendment to cap costs for covered prescription drugs under Medicare, including dental and hearing aid costs for parts B and D by a 99-to-1 vote. Former President Donald Trump held a rally in Wisconsin on Friday to boost candidates that he has endorsed to visit that comes as the Republican Party faces challenges in that battleground state. Trump stumped for his preferred gubernatorial candidate, Tim Michaels, not long after former VP Mike Pence paid a visit to the Badger State to support former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Kleefish. The radical left Democrat Party is not a 50 percent party within our country. They're against God. Guns, oil, law enforcement, voter ID, tax cuts, regulation cuts, the Constitution. They're against our founding fathers. The timing of the rally also comes as Republican Senator Ron Johnson faces a competitive Senate re-election bid, most likely against Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. Earlier this week, Trump endorsed candidate Adam Steen to take on Wisconsin State Assembly Speaker Robin Voss in the 63rd Assembly District race, calling Steen a rising patriot candidate while slamming Voss as a rhino or Republican in name only after Voss resisted attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Hillsborough State Attorney Andrew Warren is not stepping down despite an executive order from Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis that attempts to suspend him from his locally elected role as the county's chief prosecutor, citing neglect of duty and incompetence. Warren spoke to MSNBC. I mean, for the past two years, we've heard nearly half of America baselessly complaining about a stolen election. You want to see an election that was actually stolen? Look no further, because the governor has stolen the position of state attorney away from the voters of Hillsborough County. This is the erosion of our democracy. This is the violation of the sacred trust of democracy. DeSantis announced Thursday morning that he was suspending Warren, state attorney in District 13, since 2017. When you flagrantly violate your oath of office, when you make yourself above the law, uh, you have violated your duty, uh, you have neglected your duty, and you are displaying a lack of competence uh, to be able to reform those duties. And so today we are suspending State Attorney Andrew Warren, effective immediately. Warren, a Democrat who has run on a progressive platform of fairness and equity, has recently pledged not to prosecute abortion or transgender health care cases. DeSantis's executive order spells out what he calls incompetence and willful defiance. 
Nine people injured in a mass shooting in downtown Cincinnati early Sunday, now released from a hospital. Police say there may have been two separate shootings and separate incidents, two separate shooters. Lieutenant Colonel Mike John said at a press conference that an officer, Joe Shook, returned fire. So it's important to know that this happened in front of officers. Our officers acted without hesitation. They acted precisely. They were diligent in what they did, courageous. Um, I commend those officers. They showed tremendous restraint. The Inquirer reported that, according to cops, the shooting started as some kind of a physical altercation between two groups. The second shooting was in midtown Cincinnati. So far, no arrests. Russia said Friday was ready to discuss a prisoner swap with Washington, D.C. at the presidential level. The offer a day after the drug conviction of WNBA player and two-time Olympic champion Brittany Griner's nine-year conviction. The White House has proposed the release of Griner and former U.S. Marine Paul Whalen, who was sentenced to 16 years in prison on espionage charges for Victor Bout, a 55-year-old arms trafficker dubbed the Merchant of Death, He's serving a 25-year sentence here in the U.S. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, Friday said Moscow was willing to discuss the matter. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke to Lavrov about the exchange in July, said Washington will be pursuing discussions with Russia. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate the release. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly on that proposal. And I'll use the conversation to follow up personally and, I hope, move us toward a resolution. 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellis here with a look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with the early news sports update. It's a tale of two teams in New York City right now on the baseball diamond as the Mets keep on winning and the Yankees keep on losing, going in abysmal 12 and 18 in their last 30 games. Let's begin with the good news, though, for the Metropolitans as they ran a rough shot over the second place Atlanta Braves all weekend long. Going into the weekend, New York have a three and a half game lead over Atlanta in the National League East. Come this morning, that lead is now six and a half as the Mets take four out of five from the Braves, capping off the weekend with a 5-2 to two win in the finale yesterday. Jacob deGrom has wasted no time getting back into form as he struck out 12 and carried a perfect game into the sixth inning of just his second start of the season. Of course, as is the case with any Mets win, Pete Alonso played a big part with his bat. Eighth pitch of the bat to Alonso. And Pete hooks one over the bat. I call courtesy of Gary Cohen and SNY. The Mets are rolling now with no signs of slowing down as they'll be right back at it tonight with the Cincinnati Reds coming into town. First pitch set for 7.10 p.m. with Chris Passett getting the nod uh, going up against Cincinnati's Justin Dunn. As for the Yankees, boy, are they struggling as of late, losing a season-high five straight after their 12-9 loss to the Cardinals in St. Louis yesterday. Newly acquired Frankie Montas did not have the Yankee debut he was hoping for, allowing six runs on five hits and just three innings pitch. The Yankees' bats were able to pick up Montaz, actually, out hitting St. Louis with 16 hits to the Cards' 11. But timely Cardinals hitting and a subpar showing from the pinch strike bullpen was a recipe for disaster in the end for the Yanks. They'll need to right the shit 
and hope to do so tomorrow night as they kick off uh, tonight as they kick off a three game set in Seattle against the Mariners. Ten ten p.m. Eastern is first pitch with Jamison Tyon set to go up against Seattle's Logan Gilbert. Quick preview of uh, preseason football for your local uh, Giants and Jets coming up. Giants and Patriots Thursday. Jets at Eagles on Friday. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a heat advisory until 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Mostly sunny day today. Our highs 87, light winds to 14 miles per hour with 20% chance of a shower or thunderstorm between 3 this afternoon and 3 in the morning. The overnight low, 78. 40% chance of a shower or thunderstorm Late afternoon tomorrow, sunny, the high 90, the heat index 95. Right now, 79 clear skies here in the Big Apple. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs, a hot jobs report cooling off Wall Street. Big energy earnings today with Dominion's report. Another big pharma acquisition for Pfizer. Wall Street coming off a volatile session Friday. Stocks wavered throughout the session as the major indexes finished mixed. A missed forecast on a better-than-expected July jobs report has investors weighing more aggressive Fed action. Dominion Energy leads off another busy week of earnings. Consensus estimates are that revenue will have increased 15%. Operating costs, meanwhile, are forecast to have increased more than 24%, while operating income is expected to have fallen 12%. Pfizer reportedly buying drug maker Global Blood Therapeutics, paying $5 billion. Shares of Global Blood shot up 44% after the Wall Street Journal report Friday. It's just the latest in a string of acquisitions for cash-heavy Pfizer. Back in May, Pfizer bought migraine drug maker Biohaven Pharma that's set to give its first earnings report since the $11 billion acquisition. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Dow in the green this morning up 74 points at 32,831. S&P 500 up 12. The Nasdaq up 61 and a half. Gold uh, is down a dollar 30 cents an ounce. Crude oil down 47 cents a barrel at $88.54. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, New York State health officials have found additional cases of polio virus in wastewater samples taken from Rockland and neighboring Orange counties. And health officials are warning that hundreds of people may be infected with a potentially serious virus. Two weeks ago, officials said that a previously healthy young adult who was unvaccinated developed paralysis in his legs. And since then, Three positive wastewater samples have been taken from Rockland County, four from neighboring Orange County, discovered and genetically linked to the first case. Dr. Frank Esper from the Cleveland Clinic spoke to CBS News. The take-up message is still very reassuring. Vaccines work, and they work very, very well. But if we have less and less coverage of the vaccines within a, our community or within our nation, we're going to see more and more of these types of infections. The polio vax rate for two-year-olds is 16.5% compared to New York State, which is at 79.1%. And the health department reiterated that it is still investigating the virus's origin and said it is not yet clear whether the infected person in Rockland County was linked to the other cases. Well, there's a 71% increase in NYPD officers calling it quits before being eligible for full pensions at 20 years of service. 
Overall, 2,465 police officers are departing so far this year, and that's 42% more than the 1,731 who exited at this time last year, according to the New York Post. And the number of officers retiring before before being eligible for a full pension at 20 years has skyrocketed. 71% this year, 1,098 officers compared to 641 last year. Back in June, New York City Mayor Adams, a former cop, said he's not worried about police officers leaving the NYPD in droves. New York City Police Department is an amazing career. You know, I know it firsthand. And we're going to find young men and women who are going to want to be a member of the New York City finest. We got an amazing recruitment campaign coming in. This is a great opportunity to diversify the department. So, no, people will always want to join the New York City Police Department. It's one of the best careers you could have in the city. NYPD PBA President Pat Lynch said the so-called voluntary quits are driving the stampede of exits. Officers usually work 20 years or more to collect their full pension, which can equate to 50% of their final three years average salary. A man stabbed in the back at the subway stop right outside of Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. His victim, his first name is Leo, his last name not released, still in the hospital. He spoke exclusively to Channel 7 Eyewitness News about this attack, describing the moments a a stranger plunged something sharp into his back, just missing his lung. Leo said he was waiting for the D-train Sunday at the 161st Street Station in the Bronx about 1.30 in the afternoon when a stranger approached. I had to let him know, like, excuse me, little, you know, young man, get out my personal space. I'm not the one to be bothered today. You know, I had a long day. It's hot. I looked back once. He didn't move. I looked back again. He's still not moving. Leo says he believes he was attacked because he's a gay man and the attacker wrongfully thought Leo took his picture. Leo is calling the attack against him a hate crime. It's under investigation. Police are looking for the suspect who was spotted in the subway system after the attack, and he is described as somewhere between 17 and 21 years of age. Two million dollars worth of jewels stolen in a brazen robbery at a Bronx jewelry store. This happened Friday afternoon. The heist caught on surveillance camera. Four robbers were in and out in less than a minute in this smash-and-grab heist. Rocco's Jewelry on Webster Avenue in the Fordham Heights section remained closed Saturday following Friday's heist as employees and detectives were inside investigating. Residents of the area shared their reactions. They came in, boom, 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 in and out and gone. Unfortunately, I'm sorry this happened to him. You know, unfortunately, you know, it's probably a short, but this type of stuff happens and in addition to dark clothing, police say that the suspects here who stole the merchandise were all wearing dark face masks and gloves. Nobody hurt, though, and anybody with information as to call the NYPD Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS. They say all information will be kept confidential. A New York City bodega clerk, Jose Alba, has reportedly left the Big Apple and is now mulling a more permanent move back to his native Dominican Republic after murder charges against him were dropped following public pleas. The 61-year-old Alba no longer works at the Blue Moon convenience store in Manhattan, where he was attacked behind the counter back on July 1st by 35-year-old Austin Simon. Surveillance video shows Simon, a career criminal, threatened Alba, came behind the counter and shoved him into a wall before Alba reached for a knife and fatally stabbed Simon in self-defense. United Bodegas of America founder Fernando Mateo spoke on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzenmatidis last month when the charges against Alba were dropped. 
the jury and the judge in this case was were the videos. If we didn't have these videos, Jose Alba would be doing 20 to 30 years in jail. Simon's girlfriend apparently grew enraged with Alba for taking back items out of her daughter's hand that they couldn't pay for using her electronic welfare card. Simon came back into the store confronting Alba, who tried to avoid further confrontation before he was attacked, according to those court documents. The girlfriend, who has not been charged, also reportedly stabbed Alba in his arm during that incident. The New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge will sign that baseball that struck a Brooklyn pizza shop owner in the head, leaving Paul Giannone with a concussion. He goes by Paul E.G. and was at the Yankees game Tuesday against Seattle when he was seated on the first base side and Judge swung at a pitch and sent a foul ball into the stands. The ball struck Giannone in the middle of his forehead. So I go to look up and it came on me so quick. I got this high. I couldn't even get this look up to see it. Bang. He went to NYU Langone, where doctors said he suffered a concussion. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, heat advisory in effect till tomorrow night at 8 p.m. We do have mostly sunny skies in the forecast today. Our highs 87, winds to 14 miles per hour. 20% chance of a shower or thunderstorm after 3 p.m. until about 3 in the morning. 20% chance overnight, winds to 13 miles per hour. And partly cloudy, the low overnight is 78. Tomorrow, sunny day, the high 90. With a heat index as high as 95, 40% chance of a pop-up shower thunderstorm after 3 p.m. tomorrow. Right now, 79 clear skies here in the Big Apple. A Maryland auction house has sold a wristwatch that once belonged to Adolf Hitler for $1.1 million. Alexander Historical Auctions in Chesapeake City had estimated the value between 2 and $4 million, describing the watch as a World War II relic of historic proportions. News outlets reported that Jewish leaders and others objected to the sale, saying it had little or no historical value. The auction house's president, Bill Panagopoulos, defended the auction and said the buyer is a European Jew. The watch features the initials A.H. and a swastika. The Nazi leader died in Berlin on April 30th, 1945. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.